You're standing in the middle of your garden. You notice that your lettuce has bolted. You think, well, I need to pull that. But there's this little thought in the back of your mind that says, why don't you let it go to seed and save some for next year? You like that variety? This is the easiest way that you can have more of it. And that's to save the seed. If you ever thought of saving your own seed, then this is the episode for you. Today, we're going to be talking about the benefits of saving seeds for yourself on your homestead or in your garden. Let's get growing. Hello and welcome to the Prageous Plant Podcast, the show that talks about growing, growing a garden, a homestead, a healthy family, and most importantly, growing closer to God. I'm your host, Crystal Media, owner of the Red Ridge Farm Homestead, where our mission is to help women of faith find the courage to grow healthy food for their family while building a closer relationship with our Lord and Savior. That's you. Don't let the world hold you back. Pray, just plant. Hello, and welcome to the Prageous Plant Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Media, and today in Season 7, Episode 7, we're going to be talking about the benefits of saving seeds. Now, you may hear this, but my voice is a little strained. I've caught a summer cold. So today I'm going to be sharing a live that I shared a few weeks ago with a few of you fellow growers about saving seeds, about the benefits of saving seeds. So you're going to be listening to that recording today. That means that there's not going to be any tips and tricks or growing with God, because my voice, I just really can't deliver that for you today. But I promise by next week, we will definitely get back to the regular programming. So today, I want to share a a live talk that I held with a few of you fellow growers all about saving seeds and their benefits. I will include a the full video in the show notes of this episode. So be sure to go check that out. I'll see you at the end. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to this week's Tips and Tricks. I'm in a different spot. We're over by the chickens. So if you hear any little chicken sounds, I just thought we'd try something new today. Um, I still don't have internet service down the garden, but today we're going to be talking about saving seeds. So there's really not much that connects except for, I don't really have anything going to seed right now, but we're going to talk about uh, saving seeds. Um, It's going to be part of a series and I'll explain a little bit more of that in just a moment but let me introduce myself my name's Crystal Media and I'm the co-owner here at Red Ridge Farmstead I'm kind of changing the name Red, Red Ridge Farmstead instead of Red Ridge Farm Homestead we're going to be Red Ridge Farm Farmstead um, our mission here through my lives through our new t-shirt line through our other t-shirts through online courses, through books, through guides, resources, free resources, and my blog, my podcast, episodes, all of the things that I do to is to help you grow. Help you grow a garden, a homestead, a healthy family, and closer to our Lord and Savior. So today we're talking about saving seeds. Now this is going to be part of a, I think a five-part or four-part series, five-part series, I believe, that we're going to be doing here on the Tips and Tricks, all about saving seeds. And today we're going to be talking about the benefits of saving seeds and why it's important as a grower to be thinking about adding this aspect to your growing season or your growing um, journey. Um, for me personally, I really feel that saving seeds bring sustainability and we're going to talk about that in a minute, 
but for me, it helps me feel that I can go into next year and I'm not dependent on, at least for some of my seeds, I'm not dependent on what varieties other people are offering me. I have saved seeds and I know that year after year I will be able to plant these, the varieties that I have planted. So I have a little cheat sheet that I'm going to have to refer to just so that I remember all of these benefits for you. And the first one is saving money. So um, we as growers, or, and maybe not all growers, but most growers look at growing a garden as saving money. When we compare it to organic food, organic growing food. Um, garden itself is not going to be, I mean, minimal, uh, minimal money, it's still going to cost money. You have to buy seed. You have to, maybe you're in a place you need to buy compost. Um, but as growers, if you know, if this is something that you want to move forward, you want, you slowly want to move into sustainability. And that's where you start developing some of these practices for yourself. So you can save money not only by growing from seed, because if you look at um, going to your growing center and buying a packet of four tomatoes for five bucks or buying a packet of seeds that have 25 to 30 potential tomatoes in there, you're saving money. Um because of just the purchase. Now you are going to have to use a little of your time to grow those seedlings from seed to seedlings. But sometimes we as growers see that time is um, something that we have and that we are willing to give instead of money. Sometimes that's just a um, an easy comparison for growers, an easy uh, trade-off, the word is I'm trying to come up with. So by saving seed, you're not only going from transplant to seed, you're now going from, you bought that packet of seed um, last year, right? And you planted your tomatoes, it grew, and then you save seed from that. Now you are essentially producing not just 25 tomatoes from that seed. You could have saved 100 to 200 seeds. Now you're multiplying that same five bucks that you have spent on that seed packet to 200 tomatoes instead of 25 tomatoes. So you got 225. So it, it comes down to where that growing those tomatoes are growing, not necessarily going, growing, but the purchasing of those tomato plants come from um, see five dollars to buy I should say four dollars which would have been two a dollar um, a us um, I'd say four dollars so transplant is four dollars just so I can do easy math this morning transplant four of them four dollars that's a dollar a plant you go to um, buying your own seed at 25 or let's say um, hundred what could be easy math yeah, let's do 100 seeds in the packet. Usually tomatoes don't come with that many seeds in a packet, but let's just say 100. Then that gives you 25 plants for a dollar. Now, if you are saving your own seed and you grow 25 plants and you save a couple hundred packets of seeds, you now are spending five bucks for 
25 cents for 100 seeds. I'm, that's just an estimate. But you can see how you're, you can save money there. The next uh, benefit is self-sufficiency or sustainability. And I told you that was my benefit. That was my reason. Sometimes when you think about benefits, it could be the reason why you're choosing to do something. So the reason why you choose to save seed could be saving money. Well, the reason why I save seed is to create sustainability. And um, sustainability with creating a full circle farm. So um, do I believe in being self-sufficient? Yes and no. Yes, you can be self-sufficient, but I also believe in community. And that's going to be another part of this benefit. Um, I can't grow everything, but there's local farmers around me that can. And instead of going to the grocery store or going to, um, or even going to my farmer's market, I choose to go there to buy the surplus because I'm supporting them. And in a way, they're supporting me and we can be a community together. But there is parts on the homestead that, and on the farm that I feel can be in all on the farm. Compost is one of them. Um, when you're raising animals, they create a lot of um, bedding through the winter. We make compost. Now I have supply of compost for my whole garden. So that is just something that is I've brought to the farm. I no longer have to go out and buy compost. Saving seeds can be the same way. No longer do I need to save my squash seed. Um, a lot of the, the seeds that I've been plant, uh, saving are squash. And um, this year I'm going to try to save some tomato uh, seeds. Um, I'm, and moving forward, slowly through the years, I want to save more and more. But um, that brings that self-sufficiency, that sustainability. Because now I don't have to go beyond my boundaries to su sustain myself. And I can still be um, more of the community too, because one of the big one of the big seeds that I saved was from a pumpkin that I bought at uh, it's actually a, a squash. Um, it was a different type of squash that I never grown. the The grower was um, the grower at the farmer market was very excited about it he said this is the best squash you've ever eaten um best pumpkin because you can eat the skin you can eat the whole pumpkin it's like you can eat the whole thing and um it, it it's just uh high it doesn't have as high of sugar but it's still sweet and he had all of these great benefits and i was like well i'm gonna try it so we and that's one way just try new varieties just go to farmers markets and buy something and eat it first and then grow it. And so I saved the seed from that because my kids loved it and we grow it year after year. So seed saving can produce community as well because not only have I gotten seed from the farmer's market, but local um, growers around me have offered, hey, I saved a bunch of zinnia seed, do you want some? Or I saved a bunch of spinach seed or I saved a bunch of, um, potato seed, uh, potato sets. Uh, those are seed potatoes as well. And I've gotten and gleaned them from other places. So it's created communities, created a connection with other growers. I mean, there's more things that you can do. I've had irises, um, bulbs that I've gotten from other people. I've gotten rose cuttings from other people. Um, 
there's so much to saving because when something grows well in your community and grows well in your area, that's what you want. You want something that has adapted itself. So going to other growers and asking, do you have seed for this? Or do you, um, would you be willing for me to take a couple plants of your peonies? Or would you be willing to create that community that, um, goes beyond just the food we eat, but beyond and, and helps build that, um, reliant re resilience, the community resilience that is so uh, important to growers because we can be as self-sufficient as we think we can be, but truly it's better to be in a community because we're not trying to be hermits that don't depend on anybody we need to be dependent on the select few um and not always on the masses like the grocery stores and big growing centers big box stores those types of things those are, are to supply the masses and sometimes those supplying of the masses isn't good for us as growers and i think i've talked about that before but let me get moving on i'm getting a little distracted so that connection the next thing is diversity and flavor. So when I find a plant, a variety that I love, my kids love, and I know they're going to eat it, I want more of it. And I don't know how many times before I learned how to save seed, I would go back and try to buy that same variety. One, sometimes I didn't keep track of the name of it. And that was my fault. But sometimes I would go back to the same grower place that I got that seed and they wouldn't have it anymore. They wouldn't have it for that year or maybe a few years. This happened with um, red Lasota potatoes that my mother-in-law fell in love with. She grew them for years. They're a good red, red potato that grows really well here in Wyoming in our zone. And... Um, <clears throat> she'd grown them for 20 some years and she'd always get red Lesotho potatoes from this certain place and she would save her seed potatoes for so many years but then she would have to replenish and restock <clears throat> sometimes because she'd have a, a year that wasn't as fertile and so she thought that that would be excuse me she thought that was because her seed potatoes were kind of running out and in fact it's just because sometimes we have pota potato years that just don't do well so she kept trying to order some and here lately she couldn't find them and she had given me some seed potatoes so thankfully I had some to give back to her but um, it's really hard to find red Lesota potatoes and thank the Lord she still has some down in her basement that I can glean from and that I can use and reuse those seed potatoes and seed potatoes you can, um, that's one of the easiest ways to save seed. And I'm going to go through some methods of saving seed here in this part, this uh, series. So be looking for that in the future weeks. But it also creates diversity because <clears throat> when we find something that we love, sometimes it's not something that we are always growing. Sometimes it's something, a new experiment that we try and then we love it. And then we can keep growing that. But it also creates um, diversity in plants because you get a little bit into cross-pollination and where people can start making and developing their own plants. You look at the mortgage lifter tomato. This is an example. 
Um, it was not developed in a lab. It was not developed by big growers. It was developed by a f gardener, just like you and me. It was someone <clears throat> that cross-pollinated a couple. I don't know. I can't remember exact varieties that he cross-pollinated. But he developed his own um, line of tomato back in, I think it was like the 40s or 50s. I can't remember. Or maybe it was the 60s. I'm not sure. But he sold them to growers around him. And he called them the mortgage lifter because he, the money he made from selling all these tomatoes year after year, he used to pay off his mortgage. And it was all because he developed this own variety for himself. So saving seeds can be even more. It can grow into creating your own um, varieties if you get really down in the deep nitty gritty. But it can be also just the simple simplicity of getting seeds from someone else and creating that diversity. There's some great websites out there, uh, um, Seed Saver Exchange, that are save, people are saving seeds from around the world and creating that community and passing it. And seeds last a long time. They found seeds in Egyptian tombs that are still viable. So um, the next two, the last one is uh, saving the bees. When we allow our plants to go to seed, now there's some plants that, you know, the seeds are in the tomatoes, they're in the squash, they're in the fruit. Those are our fruit plants, right? But seeds that go, plants that go to seed, like our onions or our lettuces or um, oh, spinach, uh, Swiss chard, coriander, all your herbs, the list is really long. I can't think of a lot of them right now. I should have wrote that down on my thing. There's a few like that. Um, when we allow things to go to seed, we are also allowing them to flower. And in a way, um, I personally include flowers in my garden. But when we let, in a normal garden, there's usually not as many flowers as you know, a flower garden is. But when we let those go to seed and we let them flower, we are creating an even better environment for the bees. We're creating more pollen for them. We're creating more um, substance for them to get through the winter. 80% of our plants in our garden in the world are pollinated by another force besides you and me by well even us animals insects um birds <clears throat> uh cattle walking through a pasture walking into another pasture they have to be carried physically carried by a being to another plant so we ha we ourselves can be pollinators we can self-pollinate we can take the little flowers and and do what we need to do there but 80 percent of our plants are of that nature 80% so 20% are wind pollination so the bees help but also the wind can help carry corn is one of these um, sorry about that I had a phone call I'll have to call her back um, so we need to when we save those we let those plants go to 
seed and go to flower, we're creating more pollen in the world so that we are creating more for the bees in our community to grow. Because a lot of the times, even a garden can be very um, neutral of pollen. What we have a few, you know, like the tomatoes and things like that that go to flower and but once they go to fruit that's what we're focused on right we're focused on growing that fruit and sometimes we forget about the work that those pollinators need so we need to we need to definitely include in your garden plan flowers in fact um, my whole garden at least I'm tr my in my hopes my um, east side has roses all along it I'm hoping on my north side to get roses and all up to my north north south west side is going to be have roses just so that i can bring another phone call sorry about that so i can bring in pollinators so saving seed does this it does more so it looks like a lot of people are trying to get a hold of me so i better um jump off right here but that's my last one and i want to tell you that here in the next week friday i'm launching the saving seed saving seed guide Saving Seed from Your Garden Guide. I'm going to be giving it to my newsletter, People First. This is a guide that's going to be walking you through pretty much our series that we're going to be talking about. But it's going to be a physical guide that you can walk through the steps and glean so much about saving seed for yourself. Now, it's in um, development. It's coming out Friday to my newsletter uh, subscribers. So if you want to get in on that, you can go to my website and down at the bottom, you can just sign up for the newsletter and you will get the seed saving seed, uh, guide early. But after Friday, I'm going to be in the next Wednesday, I'm going to make it available to everyone so that we, you guys can jump in and grab that and join me along with this seed saving seeds. Uh, series that we're going to be doing. We're going to, I'm going to be, um, I think three weeks from now, I'm going to be showing you actual examples of saving some squash sheets, like a video of it, and so much more. We're going to walk through the steps of planning and gathering and collecting and storing of uh, saving seeds. So you guys have a blessed week. If you have any questions about saving seeds, go ahead and put them down in the comments below. Sorry that this live was kind of long. I kind of went, um, uh, kind of uh, crazy and out there with a lot of different things, but I want to thank you for joining me today. And as always, you guys pray, just plant and have a blessed week. See you next time. Saving seeds can be a wonderful thing to add stability and self-reliance to your garden or to your homestead. I hope you enjoyed that live this week. Sorry my voice just isn't up to par. I want to thank you for joining me today and if you have any questions be sure to contact me or leave a comment below and be sure to go check out the show notes so you can watch that live in person if you would like to. And remember the show notes are separate than the, the description. So down below this episode is just the description and the show notes are where I can go deeper. Again I want to thank you for joining me and if you have any questions on your your growing journey, be sure to check out my website, www.redridgefarm.org and go to the resource page and find any of those free resources. And that guide that I mentioned in the live is going to be available on that resource page. So be sure to check that out and the link will be below. Thank you again for listening. And as always, don't let the world hold you back. Pray, just plant.